All right. What is this, Lady Ada? Hey, hey. Welcome to the on-air hangout as seen on show and tell. That's what we're doing here. To me, Lady Ada at the Adafruit Factory. Happy birthday, United States of America. America Day. It's America Day. America. There's yeah. fire, Everyone loves that. There's fireworks and hot dogs. Yeah. Me and Mr. Lady Ada are hanging out at the factory. We had uh, electronics today. <laughs> we love to do. Yep. Um, but right now, we're going to hang out with all the folks in the community for the next half an hour. We're going to do a show and tell. People from around the world are going to show up and show off their projects. We're here till 7.50. Take a couple minutes, show off your project. Maybe more people will show up. And uh, let's start off with Phil B. and then Chris Young and then everybody else. Yep. Phil B., what you got? Okay. Um, I have, you know, it's it. this has become like the project that will not die is this uh, this eyeball code. Um, this originally ran on the, the Teensy 3.1, 3.2. But, um, you know, the, the M0 and M4 chips uh, we have on some of the boards are pretty beefy. And uh, I was able to get it to work a pretty decent performance using DMA. In fact, this one's running on a Teensy M0, which is kind of just ridiculous how, how tiny it is. Um, so this has all been merged in with the, you know, if you go to the Teensy project that's in the learning system, um, the code now will work if you're using like a Feather M0, M4, a Metro, uh, Itsy Bitsy. Um, bit of a struggle to get it on the the, te the trinket because of the pins. Mm. But um, on some of these other boards, it, it runs just great. So, you know, freedom of choice there with what kind of hardware you want to use. That looks great. And that's our 128 by 128. If you want the yeah. 240 by 240, maybe the Feather M4 would be able to do it. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't adapted the code to do that, but uh, yeah, M4 might be able to handle that. Uh, if not, you know, we got the Pi project for, uh, for doing All right. that. That's cool. It's everyone always loves spooky eyes. Eyeballs, yep. It's basically Halloween already, right? Right after July 4th. On, my planet, on my planet, every day is, yeah. is Halloween. We're pretty much, it's, it's Halloween, Halloween season. Okay, thanks, Phil B. So that's, right. Check that out on the GitHubs. Okay, okay next up. Chris, hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Um, this is a project I've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, as you can see, it's a, a 60 helmet neopixel ring. And the minute that I saw that you put that out in the store, I don't know how long ago it was, I said, well, you must have made it so that people could make a clock out of it. You know, 60 dots and a circle, perfect for a clock. Nobody's ever done it, or if they have, there's no learning guide for it. So I started working on it. And if you use a SAMD21, this is running off a of Feather M0, uh, it has a built-in real-time clock module. So of course, but once you set it, it keeps real time for you really easy. And Arduino has a... Uh, uh, RTC zero that they put out for the Arduino manage the real time clock really easily. If you look the blue segment, now I, I think it's reversed. I think you got a mirror version there, but the, it does it look like the green dots going counterclockwise. Yeah, it's correct yeah. for us. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's mirrored. I'm sorry, but anyway, the blue section is the hours. The little red dots are the minutes. And the green dots are the seconds. And uh, I thought, well, I should make it chime on the hour. So I hooked up a little buzzer speaker, and it didn't sound very good. So I got a, a music maker 
shield or featherweight and uh, to make it chime. I was like, well, wait a minute. If this thing can play MP3 files, it can, it can play anything. So why not record some voice information? So if I hit a button on my infrared remote. The current time is 7.35 p.m. Can you hear that okay? Wow. That sounds great. That's a great but, voice. Uh, it's actually, my dragon naturally speaking has a readback feature where you type out a message and say, read that, and it reads it in that voice. And so I just recorded that and converted it into MP3 files. Now, um, I'm going to fast forward it here to uh, uh, show you the chimes. 37. I'm hitting buttons on my remote. 39. The minutes. 40. 41. 42. 43. 44. 45. 46. 47. 48. 49. 50. 51. 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59. Okay. Make it jump. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Little Westminster chimes by that big Ben. That's nice. I found these files online, and I asked the website if they were copyrighted or not, and I haven't heard back from them. But I do have a MIDI file that I can turn into an MP3 when I actually get ready to release this, if, uh, if they won't let me use their MP3 files. So then I said, okay, we need a setup menu. But how do you create a menu when you don't have a display, mm -hmm. right? like an audio menu. So I'm going to hit a button to put it into setup mode. The current time is 8 p.m. Oh, well, I had to finish that. Okay, here we go. Entering setup mode, press up or down to change each item, or press right arrow to continue to next item. That's audio cool. mode is currently continuous. So I can do continuous, I can do mute, I can do time-based so that it goes quiet at night. But it's also got a photo sensor that and when it's at dark, it would go quiet. Yeah. Daytime, volume level. And I can change the volume levels. Chimes enabled. I can turn the chimes off and on. Here, I'll turn them off and on here. Chimes disabled. There, I turn them off. Voice enabled. Animation mode is currently disabled. Eventually, it's going to play an animation at the end of every hour. I haven't done that yet. Hourly enabled. Do you want to chime on the hour? Quarterly enabled. Do you want quarterly chimes. Setup completed. And then when you're done, it says setup completed. So I didn't really start out to make this an assistive technology project. It was just supposed to be a cool little clock. But I got to thinking, this is a talking clock. Yeah. You know, what if you were visually impaired or blind or what any other kind of project that you have? that doesn't have a display on it, but you want to be able to set menu options, put a, put a sound card on it, and do uh, audio menus. So I'm gonna write all this up in a learning guide eventually. Uh, it's gonna have a 3D printed case, and uh, it'll be a really nice learning guide, but uh, right now it's a work in progress. 
This is really great. That's amazing. Just generally speaking, having the audio prompts for interfaces when we were doing our Cricut robotic projects, because you don't use a keyboard or a monitor or anything, it, it gives you voice prompts and tells you the buttons that it's pressing, the mode that it's in. This is good user interface. Great work, Chris. Yeah, yeah great. The only, only disappointment I had was, you know, I use infrared, but not everybody's uh, very good at that. I wanted to make it do Bluetooth. Yeah. But unfortunately, your Bluetooth and your music maker when you don't get along. Uh, and you might want to put a note on that on the product page. It says so in the learning guide, but the product page doesn't mention it. Uh, and I don't know what the incompatibility is. I don't know why not either. I can't remember, but it's been a while. Yeah. Okay. They don't seem to SBI, but but the Bluetooth on the M0 uses all internal pins. It doesn't use any of the broken out pins. Yeah. But I verified I can't get it to work together. So I'll let you know when I get it done and write up a running guide. Okay. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Timely project. All right. I'm going to go to Noah and Pedro because I know they're going to launch a firework and then we'll keep going. I Like, I know what's about to happen. Hi. All right. Noah and Pedro, I know you want to do this. Go for it. You're outside. Wait. Oh, wait. Oh. Oh, you Okay. Now you're back. All right. Hey, guys. Hey. All right. Hey. Go, hey. go for it. Happy fourth. Yeah. <laughs> it's all rainy here, but we're going to set off fireworks anyway. Yeah, we got our nice little chair here. Yeah, so, so this week's project is this really cool button inspired by the Nintendo Labo. We rebuilt it, uh, put it up on our learn guide. And then yeah. we have down here, we're heating up some Kenthal wire. So you want to go up there. We've got some sparky themed fireworks. So all it's doing is just taking two nine volts. And when you push down on the button, it just heats up the wire. You can barely see right there. It's just over top of the um, fuse. Let's go ahead and light it off. Yep. All right, might have to back up. <laughs> oh, I was gonna. Sh okay. gonna show the button. Press, working? press the button. All right. All right, let's press the button. The cardboard button. Oh, here we go. Okay. Press the rain, button. Right. <laughs> you press and hold. Oh, there we go. All right, stay safe. Well, they're in Florida. Everything's bit. okay in Florida. I think they're like dragging away. The try before is actually sticking two of the fuses together. Let's see if they go off at the same time. Double the sparky. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is all live. They really did this. Go, America. Wait, they got muted by accident. This is great. Looks cool, though. Wow, look at those fireworks. They last quite a while. All right, Noah Pedro, I don't know if you can hear us. But you went on mute. So we're going to keep moving because I have a feeling that fireworks going to last a while. Yeah. Okay, cool. All Outstanding. Right. Come back. Great live demo. Oh, there it is. Yay. 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 You can get all the files to uh, turn your own fireworks into some sparky themed ones. It's all available on learn.eaterfruit.com. You can get all the files to make all the graphics for this. And of course, do the cutouts to make your own push button box. Check I it can out. say for sure this was the only live cardboard launching fireworks <laughs> in the rain. In right, the rain, in the rain yeah. right now. All right. All right. Good work. Thanks, guys. Okay. Happy Fourth. Happy Fourth. Hello. All right. We're going to go to uh, Remen, and then we'll go to Dave, and then we'll go to Mark, and then we'll wrap up with C. Scott. So, okay, Remen, how's it going? Hey, Remen. Hey, hey. Um, call me Ray. Uh, that's hey, Ray. Nice. 
Um, I'm from Netherlands, 24 years old, and um, I've actually saw in a video from Lady Ada uh, where she disassembled the Elgato Stream Deck. That's right. Yeah. This little thing. Well, um, that prompted me to, uh, yeah, kind of be on this uh, show and tell bit. Um, I've been busy writing alternative software since I do not agree with the software as it is right now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I use it. I don't agree with it all the time either. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, um, basically, I'm a software developer at heart, not a streamer at all, and I wanted to use it uh, for my uh, uh, development environments uh, so I could um, actually use the Stream Deck to uh, launch certain actions within my uh, IDE. Um, as for the progress of my project, um, I'm not too far yet. <laughs> um, I've been actually Busy writing uh, um, the software itself in C++ uh, with Zero MQ and other interesting technologies, and uh, writing the front end in Qt5. Um, if I can figure out how to stream my goddamn desktop, then <laughs> I can. Uh... One day you'll have a keyboard that. Will yeah, let you do that. that. Yeah. You should look at the stream decks up. You need another stream deck to stream your stream deck. Yeah. So, um, how does one stream the desktop again? Um, there's a little button up at the top. Like share desktop, maybe. You have to mouse over your window, and uh, on the menu will come up on the side. It's a little green button with an arrow. Ah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, screen share. Uh, let's do it. Here we go. Hey. Hi. Hello. OK, so at first, um, we've got the software right here. Um, it's uh, in command line. I cannot really show any anything that uh, could probably be readable. But I will press a few buttons right now. Ooh, okay, you messages. got some going on. You got, you're, you're reading things. Yeah, event publish, key three, six three down. Yep. Yeah, yeah you got it going. So this so is just right now you're, you're, you're getting this. I'm getting the events from the Stream Deck already. And um, I'm actually uh, sending them over a setting queue socket and receiving them right here in another application that I've already started. Okay. Background. Um, that actually receives the key presses from uh, a zero MQ socket. And that, in turn, uh, allows other people to integrate their stuff into this software. This is great. A lot of people have these. Um, send it when you have code or if you want um, us to blog about it, because more people might join in through the contact form on the blog. I've actually uh, already uh, sent a message uh, with a link to my blog. Um, this is uh, the front end, uh, the graphical uh, uh, part uh, of my software that I'm working on. And as far as it goes, I've got the buttons down, but when you press another button, yeah, well, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> well, it's in progress. Come back when you've got it working yeah. uh, even more. We'd like and to if see... you want a show and tell sticker either digitally or virtually, or sorry, physically, uh, email support at Adafruit, and we'll send you out one. OK, thank you very much. Thank you, Ray. Keep, keep, keep coming uh, back. It's great being on show and tell. Yeah, keep yeah, coming yeah, back. Yeah. This is a really good project. We'll switch <laughs> over you. to your software after. Oh, yeah, after totally. Done. We're going to totally switch yeah. over. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we're going to go to Dave, then Mark, and then C. Scott. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey. Nice. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on here. Uh, I wanted to show the project I did for the most recent guide that got published, I think, on Monday. Mm -hmm. So let me switch. Using multiple cameras, too, which is new. There we go. Ooh, nice. Okay. So. Make it so I can actually see it on screen. Um, this is a Pomodoro timer, so it's to help you focus on work and then take a break regularly as well. 
So it's Itsy Bitsy M0 base. There's a NeoPixel ring and a rotary encoder. And inside there's also a Piezo buzzer driven by the Pulse.io library. Um, partly this was to an excuse to play with the new rotary IO support in CircuitPython. This is all done in CircuitPython. So we switch it on and we see the timer every second wanna, it blinks. You want to switch to your other camera, Dave? Ah, yeah. uh, let's switch back. Okay. There you go. Oh, I know what I did there. That should save. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it blinks once a second uh, and gradually counts down. To set it, you use the switch on the rotary encoder, use the dial to set. Each uh, each one of these for work mode is 10 minutes worth. And I'm going to set that right down to zero so we'll hear the, the buzzer, hopefully. Uh, press it again. You go to set how long your break is in between work sessions and then Press again to go back to, to active mode. And I'll get close, so uh, maybe you can hear the buzzer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? And then it starts timing. Um, and that's it. So, yeah, Itsy Bitsy 3D printed case. So there's USB to charge it with or to, to load code. Little slide switch on the side. Um, mount for the rotary encoder. Little hole for the buzzer. And I recessed a ring to hold the uh, NeoPixel ring. So it was a neat little uh, 3D design project as well. The uh, it's funny the uh, hardware and code took about a day to build and, and put together, and it took another four days to iterate on the case. Yeah, yeah. that's how it goes. But it turned turned well, out well. Just make sure you take breaks in between that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a way to make sure I do now. So all right, thanks so much, Dave. Right, Dave, and we got some right. more guides coming from you soon. So everyone, yep. keep your eyes open. Okay, we're gonna yeah. go to Mark next, and then gonna... <laughs> I have a way to make sure I do now. So. Okay, hey Mark. Okay, we get some right. more guys. Yeah, I think um, Michael. Michael. Okay. Yeah, Michael. Okay, okay, Mark. All right, uh, microphone works. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, I don't have my camera. I'll just keep it easy and uh, keep on the screencast. Hopefully, it will work well enough. Um, so I had some uh, NeoPixels I got from you a while ago, which I use for strips uh, for my shirt and pants. And then I realized, well, we can do something better than just that. Uh, so of course, you guys know about the great NeoMatrix uh, library that you have, uh, which I wrote a few uh, demos for. And I realized, well, of course, that should totally go on my shirt. So instead of having about 200 pixels, I have about 1,700 now. Mm -hmm. um, so um, you. I'm sure you know about fast LED, uh, which does uh, a few more things than just uh, your a simple NeoPixel library. Yeah. Um, and basically, that's just a regular matrix, right? Uh, 16 by 16. And then when you have more, you start having going into timing issues uh, because it takes too long to update. So this is what it, uh, the panel on my shirt looks like from the rear. It's three different panels of 8 times 32. And um, I have basically three data lines going to each uh, panels, so I can drive all three at the same time and get three times the refresh rate. Uh, of course, that's not uh, supported by the, the basic uh, NeoPixel library, so for that I have to use Neo, uh, the new, uh, sorry, the FastLED library. And I ported uh, your NeoMatrix library to FastLED, so I can use the same code that I had plus extra things. Um, so if, if you can see, the uh, blue cables are those are Cat5 cables uh, for twisted pair that are going into that little green board on the corner. Uh, that's an ESP8266, which is then driving the three data lines at the same time. Um, you can see the big batteries on the side. Uh, as you know, 
NeoPix tools are hungry. <laughs> uh, so I have about 10 amp hours and 16 volts to run that for about 10 to 12 hours, uh, which hopefully I'm not going to any place where night lasts more than 12 hours. That's my plan for now. Um, and uh, let's see, instead of doing a crazy demo uh, live, I'm just going to show you a couple of videos. But that's the rear of the shirt uh, where basically the NeoPixel uh, panel is embedded inside the shirt. So it's using the pair shirt as a diffuser. So it looks like this, which is kind of nice, actually. And then the front is actually the other panel, which is uh, Velcroed onto the front. Uh, on the side, you can see the two NeoPixel strips. Uh, which are actually running uh, your code, uh, <laughs> the nice demo code that you give uh, with the NeoPixel library. So that shows, uh, shows you a few things that can be displayed, um, shows you the back of the shirt doing the same thing. And then I can show you a little bit what it looks like. So I don't know how well video is going to work. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so. Is no, the no, refresh rate yeah. OK at all? Or? Yeah, we're going to see. Right. So that gives you an idea. Um, I'm going to scroll through some probably like, yeah, that's actually not super fast. Has to reload. Okay, that's not going to be great. So let me switch to that other yeah, one down there. Yeah. Hopefully, that. Uh, since it's uh, July fourth, I actually have fireworks on this shirt. If it will load for us, let me try it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And so I spent way, way, way too long uh, finding some existing code, uh, existing demos, and writing my own to use that uh, that panel. Um, this is actually looks pretty cool at night. People just stare into me when I see that little <laughs> scrolling thing. Um, and let's see one. So of course, any um, any any matrix if you can just show pixels, that's easy. But the reason of uh, poor you use ADA for GFX, of course, which was the text that you were uh, seeing there. So that's actually using just the ADA for GFX library. And I can reuse your fonts and then just uh, display without having to do my own code for that. Um, and I think I have another one that's showing font zoom, like this one. Actually, maybe rewind it a little bit. That's cool. Let's see if YouTube is going to play game. There we go. So this actually, I've pre computed the font uh, that you provide. Provide, uh, at multiple sizes, and then I'm just displaying those sizes to show a zoom effect that I don't have to do real time because otherwise it would be way too slow. Yeah, looks um, great. So that's right. pretty much what it looks like. You can get so much code out there that I was uh, able to leverage, so I didn't have to write everything myself. <laughs> that's usually a, a lazy programmer is a good programmer, and yeah. then of course you can see the same thing running in the back. So uh, that was, uh, I used that first at EDC, the Electronic Music Festival in uh, Las Vegas, about 140,000 people. And of course, Burning Man is next. All right. Okay, well, email supported. Uh, that was the demo. And we'll send you an ASCII on the show and tell sticker. And if you want the digital assets, you can just email me, pt at adafruit.com, and I'll send that to you. And you can you just show, write it on your shirt. You can show ASCII on the show and tell. That's <laughs> Sure. All right. We'll get to Michael, and then see Scott. Michael, if you can keep it pretty fast, we can get to you and see Scott. Take it away, Michael. Hi, it's Michael. Uh, I think I'm having some trouble with my video, so I'm going to just transfer over to a screen share here. I think you can see my uh, a little clock that I've made here project. Oh, yeah. Uh, two clocks tonight. Two, two round clocks. Oh, yeah. This is uh, kind of an exciting one. That It says the, the time, the seconds around the outside, the date on the bottom, temperature and humidity it's getting from MQTT, and this 80 million 
944,073, it's a little less now, uh, is the number of seconds until 12 noon on January 20th, uh, 2021 Eastern time, counting down the number of seconds till, till that moment. Okay, wow. wow. What's, should... what's happening then? Uh, it's uh, the next scheduled presidential inauguration. Okay. <laughs> you better get tickets. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is a cool clock. I mean, you can put in anything you want. I, like, you know, we I made a good clock that counts down until you die. <laughs> I love countdown clocks since people are like, hey, what's that? And then you get to say, oh, well, here's what it is. Like, oh, wow. Uh, it'd that be great, great to be able to use the, uh, the Adafruit IO um, uh, library with this. I'm using the uh, kind of the older MQTT library. Is there any way to get the time with the new Adafruit IO? Uh, yeah. You know what? Drop, drop me a note, pt at adafruit.com, and uh -huh. uh, uh, we can make sure that can happen because yeah. we, we support all that. Good timing. We're actually doing some work on that library right yeah. now and doing some updates. This is if we, if we may have just forgotten to document it or put it in, we'll just do that super yeah. easy. And also, email supported Adafruit for a scene on the show and tell sticker. Thanks so much. It'll be, wow, it'll be there in a matter of seconds. I don't have a clock. This clock has so much. See, Scott, play us out. Yep. Hey, guys. Okay, I wanted to talk a little bit today about uh, we are about to have some uh, tariffs imposed on uh, equipment and parts coming in from China, and I wanted to explain a, <laughs> a little bit about what that means uh, because I'm going to link an article real quick into the Discord chat under live chat. Uh, this is a list of what is affected. Um, and what concerns us most is uh, probably page 46 where they say resistors of all types, capacitors of all types, and so on. But here's the thing. It means like, you know, for resistors, if you have your reel of 5,000 resistors, you're going to see about $14 more. You know, capacitors, capacitors are up in the air. It's going to be a nominal, nominally about the same, but yeah. capacitors, capacitors right now are in a bit of a, 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 a supply chain issue because everybody panic bought them like yeah. a couple months back down to zero inventory. And it's been difficult to get various kinds of caps, but again, it's not a big deal. So, you know, you, you take a, a capacitor that costs three ten thousandths of a cent and all of a sudden it costs two ten thousandths of a cent. You know, it may affect your $100 retail price by, you know, if you use 20 caps, I mean, it may be $4. Anyway, uh, moving on, you know, the thing that should not happen is a product is all, all of a sudden advertised as being 25% more expensive because of its tariffs. No, that's, that's not the way this should work because yeah. The actual stuff that's affected, and moving on here, you know, one of the things this all started with um, um, an uh, an article that uh, Moog Music uh, um, published. And yeah, I'll we got, we got that one too. They 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 said you know this isn't ideal for this is not ideal for them. <laughs> I linked the wrong one here. Let me get the correct one. Here we go. I thought I did that. Select. Also depends what you're making, like motors. If you have anything with robotics, motors are on that list, and like it's all motors, and yeah. those are expensive. So a 25% increase, it so, is a couple bucks. There. Now, uh, anyway, um, I'm not sure how much due diligence they did, but I think what is concerning them is if you look on page 56 of the document, there is this is called uh, uh, paragraph 90 heading 30. And so the number is like uh, 9030968. The line item is printed circuit assemblies in ESOI. And the 
key term here is NESOI, which means not elsewhere specified or included. Now, this is the ITC, that's the International Trade Commission, has these shorthand codes when they don't want to formally show all of the exact details of a, a subchapter. Subchapter is like everything on that page, 9030 subchapter number. You need to like have a degree in understanding how uh, ITC shipping codes work, but uh, I've just messed with them enough. I know a little bit about it. But if you search the PDF and for printed circuit assemblies, you'll see a lot of hits on like ATM machines and radiation detectors and stuff. But the issue here that people should not be worried about, and I think Moog might be, is that these these codes are an abbreviated description and they're not really formally written uh, in the actual codes, which means that. Uh, like chapter 90 is specifically talking about oscilloscopes and that that 903 is referring to a, a non-us company importing a kit of parts into the usa and then including a stuffed tc board and then building a scope in the usa well this is basically written to pr protect like tectronics or agilent yeah. um, we, have to, we have to get out of here it's because it's eight o'clock <laughs> so do you want to continue this next week because yeah, I, also we, I know you, there's a lot of details, but, I, but you know what? Because we'll we'll keep going just one more minute. What um, in closing though? What advice do you have? Should people yeah. be panicking? There's no more electronics. Everything's gonna be twenty five percent. Or not panic because ninety nine percent of what is affected is not going to hit the maker community. The worst you're going to see is your ten cent capacitor will be twelve cents. The current time is if you can find a capacitor right now because everybody bought the pipeline down to zero. <laughs> That's good advice. Yeah, we've been like we we always are ready for supply chain changes from locations to adapting prices, um, building in margins. So like we're not panicking yet at all. We said that like we just roll. Like that's how you have to be. It's 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 out of your control anyways. Um, but we're gonna just keep staying active as we see stuff. We're gonna, of course, let everyone know, like, oh, this is now more expensive, or this didn't matter, this didn't change, and here's some ideas. Yeah. The one bullet we did dodge is not listed on the tariff document is bare circuit boards. That would have been a bit of a problem because all of a sudden you'd be paying 25% for a bare PC board, and that can affect a lot of businesses' bottom lines. Yeah. So yeah, we're safe there, up, yeah. but. I know you guys get to get doing next week. I'll tell you about freight forwarding, which is okay. like the, the supply chain logistic bugaboo that's now being raised because of the tariffs. But uh, yeah. that's it for me. Okay. Whew. Well, thank you so much. And the theme is don't panic. Thank you. Don't panic. All right. All right. Thanks, thanks everybody. everybody. That's the show until this week. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Flippy. Thank you, Noam Pedro. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Dave. You see Scott. And thank you, Chris Young. We're here every single week. The current so time is 8.01. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And we'll, this out. we'll see. We'll see <laughs> everybody next week. And thanks for making this a fantastic Fourth of July. What better way to celebrate Independence Day than coming together and showing the stuff we make? Yay, America! Yay, fireworks and yep. fireworks shirts. We'll see Bye, you everybody. on Ask an Engineer in just a few minutes. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.